Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. In Matthew chapter 3, when John the Baptist came into Galilee preaching the gospel of repentance and baptizing in water, it says that uh, people came to him and said, who are you? Are, he the one, are you the one that, uh, that we are looking for, the Redeemer? He said, no, I'm not him. He said, but I baptize you with water under repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, what in the world is that talking about? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Well, if you go over to the book of Acts, go with me to the first chapter of Acts. Hallelujah. In verse number four, it says, being assembled together with him, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So you notice that he referenced John the Baptist baptizing in water. And we just read what John the Baptist said. He who comes after me is greater than me. And I baptize with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So even though the words and fire are not in this verse in, in uh, Acts 1.5, it's talking about the same experience. You shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in verse number eight, it says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That simply means you'll carry this gospel all over the world to the ends of the earth. As far as there is to go, you will carry this gospel. But notice he said you'll carry it because you're gonna receive power from God, amen. Now let's go over to chapter two and look at the fulfillment of that. It says in verse number one, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Well, so there's a sound from heaven. They hear this sound and the whole house, is full of this sound. And it sounds like a rushing mighty wind. If you can just imagine in your own mind what that sounded like. It says, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them. That word there when it says divided tongues, 
It says tongues as, the margin of my Bible says tongues as of fire distributed and resting on each one. In other words, there was one source of these tongues and one source of this fire and it began to be divided off and a flame of fire sat on each one of them and they began to speak, it says, in other tongues. There appeared to them divided tongues. They saw this as a fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now we we refer to this as the baptism with the Holy Spirit based on the verses we just read. Jesus said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Well, this was 10 days after uh, he ascended that this happened. And John the Baptist had said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. How many of you can understand on that Pentecost morning when they were filled with the Holy Spirit and these tongues as a fire, they heard the sound of a rushing mighty wind filling the house and they saw these tongues as a fire like, like flames of fire coming and, and dividing from uh, the one source and, and being distributed and one, uh, there was 120 of these tongues of fire and each one of them had a, had a, had a flame of fire on them. Would that make an impression on you? If you were there, would that make an impression on you? Sure it would. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I tell you what, the baptism with the Holy Spirit is a baptism with fire. I said the baptism with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is a baptism with fire. There's fire associated with the Holy Ghost. And when people are filled with the Holy Spirit, they're filled with the Holy Spirit and the fire of the Holy Ghost. It sets you on fire. Amen. Now, when is the last time you thought about the fire? Amen. When's the last time you thought about being on fire for God? We used to use that expression a lot. So-and-so's really on fire for God. And you know, it's discernible who's on fire and who's not. Without seeing the fire, you see the evidence of the fire in a person's life. And you know some people are on fire, and you know some people, uh, the fire's gone out. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, how do you keep the fire from going out? You stir it up. Amen. One thing you do is you get around other people who are on fire. A friend of mine put something on, on Facebook the other day that I thought was real good. He said a, a, a man went to uh, visit a guy, a fellow who had been out of church for a few weeks. He said this man had been out of church for about three weeks, so the pastor went to see him, you know. Knocked on the door, and the man opened the door, and he said, well, he said, hello, pastor, I, I, I know why you're here. I know I've been out of church, you know. And, and uh, he said the pastor didn't say anything. He just walked in, you know, and, I mean, greeted him, you know, and, he said, well, you know, come in. So he came in and so the man was, uh, had a fireplace 
And there was, you know, logs on the fire. And, and, and so the man had been sitting in front of the fire before the preacher got there. So they went in and sat down. And he said, he thought the pastor would start talking to him about coming back to church. And he said, the pastor just sat there. Didn't say anything. And, uh, and so he sat there. And seconds turned into minutes, turned into quite a few minutes. And I mean, five minutes go by. Nobody says a word. They're just sitting there looking at the fireplace, you know. And uh, they're sitting there, and, and I mean, now it's, you know, several minutes, maybe 10 minutes, five, you know, 10, 15 minutes, just sitting there. And, he, and, the, and the man whose who's house it was, he thought, you know, this is a strange visitation from the pastor. He said after, after a while, the pastor got up and went up to, went up to, the, to the fireplace and, and grabbed these, uh, the tongs, you know, and, and grabbed one of the hot embers out of the fire and took and laid it over by itself on the side of the, of the firebox, you know. Went back and sat down. Still didn't say anything. And they just sat there and looked at the fire, you know. Pastor never said anything. And, and the man who, who's, who's, who was being visited, he said, I, I, I got my eyes on that ember that the pastor took and set out. He said, then it dawned on, dawned on me what he was saying. He said that ember grew uh, less red and less red, just red and just, and just kind of cooled off. And it wasn't, it wasn't even glowing at all. It was just sitting over there, you know. And he said the fire, the logs were still burning. And, and he said that ember just sat there, cooled off, wasn't doing anything. And uh, he thought to myself, he thought to himself, yeah, I, I see what he's saying. And, and after a while, the pastor got up and didn't say anything, took the tongs and put that ember, picked it up, put it back in the fireplace, you know, back with the other logs. He said almost immediately that thing started glowing and started, I mean, it just came to life. And he said, you know, this sat for a few minutes and finally the pastor got up and shook his hand and left. And going out the door, the man said, Pastor, I got your message. I'll be there Sunday. Amen. Amen. One way to keep the fire is stay around people who are on fire. Amen. And, and uh, you know, get on fire yourself so you'll be one of those people that will help other people stay on fire. Amen. We're supposed to be on fire for God. The Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to put power in your life. Amen. And cause you to be a, a, a glowing testimony of the power of God, the love of Jesus, the work of God, redemption. You're supposed to be glowing when people see you. Amen. Glory to God. Well, what, you know, how do you get that back? Well, one thing, like I said, is get around people who are on fire for God. But notice in Acts chapter two, it says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. You could say they were filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. And immediately they began to speak with other tongues. Immediately. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, if you want to stay on fire for God, keep speaking with other tongues. Keep speaking with other tongues. Keep speaking with other tongues. That's one way you keep the fire burning on the inside of you. If you only speak with other tongues when you come to church, you're, you're not on fire. 
You won't, you won't maintain the spirit-filled life, the, the fire-filled life, if you only pray in tongues when you come to church or if you only pray in other tongues once in a while, if you only pray in tongues a little bit. But if you will pray in other tongues, speak with other tongues, uh, all the, not, not, of course, when, you, when I say all the time, obviously I don't mean all the time, but frequently throughout the day, every time you get an opportunity under your breath, just begin to start worshiping the Lord with other tongues. That stokes that fire. That stirs your inward man up. The, the Bible says to stir up the gift of God that's in you. Stir it up. If you have a fireplace, a natural wood-burning fireplace, you know what happens when you go in there and you, and you poke around a little bit and, and you stir that fire up, it'll, it'll start blazing again. Well, we do that spiritually by praying with other tongues. It is a way of stirring yourself up. Well, if you don't do that, are you gonna stay stirred up? If you don't stir yourself up, are you gonna stay on fire for God? You know, it's absolutely impossible to do. Amen. Stirring yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost will stir up the fire of God. If you realize that, you know, there was, a, there was a time in my life when I was more on fire than I am now. If you look back and think, you know, there was a time when, when I was really on fire for God. People would comment about how on fire for God I was. But you, you, if you've lost that, go back to the place of your baptism in the Holy Spirit. Go back to what happened when you were first baptized with the Holy Ghost. The first thing that happened is you began to speak with other tongues. The Holy Spirit didn't make you speak. It doesn't say, and there appeared divide, to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon all of them or, or to each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit and made them do it. That's not what it says. My wife and I grew up in a classical Pentecostal denomination and that was sort of the experience with a lot of people in our church and not just our church and not just our denomination but Pentecostal denominations in general. Uh, they believe that you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak with other tongues. They thought you speak only when the Holy Spirit moves on you. But like I told the couple this morning that came up for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's always on. I mean, the Holy Spirit is always moving. He's always on. He is always giving the utterance. And so I, that's why I, I like to do that when people come up for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I get them praying in other tongues and then I intentionally stop them and talk to them a couple of minutes so that they kind of, you know, uh, you know, come back to speaking in English, you know, and focus again. I say, now, I want you to start speaking in other tongues again. I do that intentionally so that they will know it's something that they can do. How do we know that's true? The apostle Paul said, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding. I will is a statement of choice. It's a statement of personal initiative. I will, I will. Well, I don't have to have the Holy Spirit to move on me to pray with my understanding. I don't wait until I feel the presence of the Spirit to start praying with my understanding. I can pray with my understanding anytime I want to. 
Well, he said, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. He put both of those on the, on the same level. It's a matter of personal initiative because you are filled with the spirit, because you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. You can pray in other tongues whenever you want to and you ought to want to and you ought to do it frequently. If the fire's gone out, I guarantee you, you're not spending time praying in other tongues. Amen. If you're not on fire as much as you used to be, it's because you don't pray in tongues like you used to. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So the baptism of the Holy Ghost is associated with fire and it's also associated with power. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is associated with power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so so if power has leaked out of your life, it's because you haven't been praying in other tongues. Amen. Do, do, do you see yourself as a powerful Christian? I'm just asking you, don't, you don't have to answer out loud. Do you see yourself as a powerful Christian. What's a powerful Christian? You will see, you will see, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. Do you see yourself as a powerful witness for Christ? How do you see yourself? When you go about your business, for instance, in the morning, when you go to work or go about your daily routine, do you see yourself as a uh, a vibrant, powerful witness for Christ. Someone who's touching lives. Someone who's, who, uh, there's just, when people, when people meet you, they feel like they've come into contact with Jesus Christ. Do you see yourself? Do you, I'm not asking you to make a faith statement here. I'm just asking you, don't shake your head. I'm just asking you, do you see yourself that way? Do you see yourself as a powerful witness for Christ? A lot of times we don't see ourselves that way and the reason we don't is we haven't stirred up that power. You received power. You received power when the Holy Ghost came upon you. When you were filled with the Holy Ghost, when you were baptized with the Holy Ghost, you received power. You can't be filled with the Spirit without being filled with power. But is the power as strong as it should be? is the power, Paul talked about according to the power that works in us. You know, it's, it's it, the, power, the, the amount of power that's working in you is measurable. People can see it. You can sense it. How, how many of you are, are conscious and have been conscious of times when, when, I mean, the power of the Holy Ghost was just on you? You sensed his power and it was just, I mean, you, you just, you were very, very aware of the power of God. You felt like you could do anything. I mean, anything that God asked you to do, you just felt like I'm ready. Ooh, man, the spirit of God's on me. You, you remember that? You, you experienced that? Well, if you're not experiencing that on a regular basis, guess what? You aren't praying in tongues like you should. Yeah, that's the reason. That's the reason. Because... When they were filled with the Holy Spirit as a, as, as a response to being filled with the Spirit, it says they, notice, the Holy Spirit did something or they did something. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit filled them and then they began to speak with other tongues. There's a response to the Holy Spirit's 
infilling, and it is to respond by speaking with other tongues. That's what I was telling the man and woman that come up this morning. I said, down on the inside of you, you'll sense an awareness of of words, syllables, sounds on the inside of me. I said, you have to respond to that. You have to give your voice to that. You have to, you have to open your mouth. And, and, the, and, the, and the man, he received right away. He started speaking with the tongues right away. But the woman was so soft-spoken, so soft-spoken. You notice I kept getting my head down a little bit. I was trying to hear what she was saying. And, and I realized she was saying, thank you, Jesus, 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 thank you, Jesus. Well, it's wonderful to thank Jesus. But Paul said, when you give thanks in other tongues, you give thanks well. So you can give thanks with your understanding or you can give thanks in the spirit. And so I stopped her. I said, now, you can't speak in English and speak in tongues at the same time. You're gonna have to make a decision. And so I want you to no longer thank thank the Lord and say, thank you, Jesus, in English. I want you to say whatever the spirit gives you and start thanking God from with the words that come from the Holy Ghost. Well, as soon as I did that, she started doing it. She began to speak. Hallelujah. Well, there's, what I'm saying is there's a response. If you want power in your life, respond to the Holy Spirit. Respond to him. Say, well, I don't feel him moving on you. you he's already moved on you. He baptized you with the Holy Ghost. Well, if he did, then respond. Amen. The apostle Paul in, in 1 Corinthians 14, he didn't say, for I will pray with, the, with my understanding and when the spirit moves on me, I'll pray with, my, with, my, with the spirit. If I feel like it, I'll pray with the spirit. If the Holy Spirit gives me a jolt, I'll, I'll pray with the spirit. If I feel goosebumps, if I feel something you know, moving on me, he said, I will. I will sing with, he said, I'll sing with the spirit. I'll sing with the understanding. It's a matter of your personal initiative. If, if you don't see yourself as powerful, start building yourself up in the Holy Ghost. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Not only will you see yourself powerful, other people will detect that power as well. He said that you will be witnesses unto me. Now, there's something interesting about that. Go back over there to the first chapter. Verse number eight, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. To be a witness is, is, is there's a distinction between being a witness and doing witnessing. There's a distinction between being a witness and witnessing. Don't get hung up on the witnessing. Don't get hung up on, oh, I've got to, I've got to talk to somebody. Let me find somebody that I can share Jesus with. I've got to find somebody. I'll catch him on the elevator. You know, I'll, I'll, you know uh, I'm, not, I'm not against that. I'm just saying don't get hung up on doing witnessing. Realize that God wants to make you a witness. You will be witnesses. Well, how are, that means your life will be a witness. That means everything about you, when people meet you, they'll think of the Lord. When, when people are introduced to you for the first time, something comes across when they meet you, this person is a Christian. This person knows Jesus. When, when your friends that have known you for a long time, when they see you every day, well, the first thing they think about is, boy, she's a powerful Christian. He's a, he's a powerful Christian. In other words, your life ought to witness, ought to be a witness. Well, how do you do that? By the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not a natural thing. 
It's not something you try to work up, you know, and try to polish your, your uh, you know, your delivery and your presentation, get in front of the miracle, mirror, the mirror, it is a miracle sometimes, get in front of the mirror and, and, and practice your power face. Practice your power persona, you know. My man that I worked with years, years, years ago, he and I used to laugh about preachers. They'd, you know, they'd always have preachers. They'd take their pictures and they'd be like this, you know. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there, there's, there's something coming from the inside of you out that radiates power. How, do, how does that come? It comes by praying in the Holy Ghost. Building yourself up in the Holy Ghost will produce a power persona persona on the inside of you and it'll just radiate the presence of God. If you don't have that, you know how to get it. Amen. Every Christian wants to be that person at work. If you're not interested in being that kind of a Christian, you really need to get right with God. Amen. Because if you're, if you're genuinely saved and particularly if you've been filled with the Spirit, there's on the inside of you, there's a desire to be that kind of Christian that just draws people to Christ. I mean, with just, just without even trying, it's just part of what you are and who you are and, and, and what you present to people when they just meet you. They just know. And it's not, and it's about what you say. It's how you act. It's how you look. It's about you smell like Christ. You look like Christ. You remind people of Christ. That's that, that's that fire and that power. Amen. You'll receive it. Well, you did receive it. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? Then you received that power. Jesus said you would. You'll receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Well, it's there. Stir it up. Amen. Amen. How many of you, uh, the Bible goes on to say that, that uh, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Well, is that one thing the Holy Ghost does is he leads? Yeah, he leads. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. He will lead you. He will show you things to come. He will reveal things to you. He is the teacher. He will, the Holy Spirit will lead. A lot of Christians are struggle because they don't sense God leading them. They, they're not aware of, of direction. And, and I run into Christians that way sometimes, or who are like that sometimes. They say, I just, you know, I'm just trying to get God's leading. I just, you know, I, I just want God to lead me. And I don't, I, don't, I don't know what he's saying. You talk, Pastor, all the time about the Lord said this and the Lord said that. And I, I don't know what that is. Well, start praying in other tongues. See, start responding to, you can't expect to experience the fire, the power, and the leading if you're not praying in other tongues. You can't expect to experience the benefits of the Holy Spirit if you're quenching the Holy Spirit in your life. Paul said, do not quench the Spirit. What what does that bring to mind? Quenching. Don't put the fire out. You put the fire out by not exercising your spiritual life in praying in other tongues. And we know your spiritual life involves um, 
reading and meditating in the word of God and obedience and a lot of other things. But I'm talking about when it comes to power, when it comes to fire in your life, when it comes to being a witness for Christ, when it comes to to being conscious of the leading of the Holy Spirit, he's always leading. He's always leading. I, 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 you can get to this place. I, I, I experience this. When I ask the Holy Spirit something, direction something, he answers me. He just answers me. And it's not a weird thing. I don't have to have candles burning. I don't have to be out on a, on a mountainside. I don't have to be at the beach as the sun comes up in the morning. I don't have to have any of those things. I can be at the, it can be at the landfill <laughs> drunk, dumping off, you know, three-day-old uh, bag of, of, of garbage. But when I ask the Holy Spirit or I ask the Lord for God, he speaks to me. He gives, I'm not saying I hear it out here, but I'm just saying on the inside, I get the answer. Amen. Amen. We're, we're supposed to live in that, with that kind of dynamic relationship with God. That, that there's this, there's this fellowship in the spirit. He's in there. He's not a, he's not mute. And he's not an introvert. He's not, he's not hiding out in there for fear that you might discover him. He's not riding around with you just watching you thinking you are such an idiot. It's not why he's there. He's he's in us to to live in us, to be at home in us. And if you know the Holy Ghost, he's a communicator. Now, there, there are different kinds of personality types. And women are generally communicators and men aren't, generally speaking. Uh, men, you know... Uh, they're just happy just to, you know, be there and, and uh, what? What? I mean, is that not an expression, men? You, what? what? What is wrong? What are you thinking? What, why are you acting like this? It's because typically, just as a, as a stereotype, men are less, uh, of communica- as, are less communicators than women are. In our house, it's kind of the other way. I'm the communicator. More so than my wife is. Always. Well, I have, listen, I have good, I'm on good solid ground because the Holy Ghost is a communicator. He's not a silent partner. He's never, he never says, what? What, what, what do you want? Why do you mess with me? He's always, he's always giving insight. He's always giving direction. He's always speaking. He's always revealing. He's always impressing. He's always witnessing something on the inside. If you look to him, well, how, but, but how, how do you do that? Well, pray in the Holy Ghost a lot. Pray in the Spirit a lot. Amen. You'll, you'll be aware of his leading. You'll be aware of his power. You'll be, you'll be aware of that fire. Glory to God. And see, people, but that's discernible. People can see. People, can, people know when you're on fire and when you're not. They might not think, boy, Justin sure isn't on fire today. They might not think that, but when he is, they recognize it. See, it's discernible. Amen. 
And when you're led of the Spirit, that gets out too. I said, that gets out. When you're led of the Spirit, that gets out. People realize, you know what? Holy Ghost talks to that man. Holy Spirit talks to that woman. She, she lives in fellowship with the Lord. She talks about having a relationship. And, and uh, he, he or she, they make good decisions. When other people or situation comes up and other people are making the wrong decision, they seem to get it right. What, what is that? That's, it's, it's discernible. Amen. Well, it comes from stirring yourself up and praying in other tongues. You cannot expect to have the fire. You cannot expect to have the power. You cannot expect to be led of the Spirit if you're not stirring yourself up praying in other tongues. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.